You are listening to Find Your Flow Podcast, where we cover everything you need to know about coaching. Presenting the host, Talia Vardar, Master Certified Coach at the Flow Coaching Institute. We'd like to start off to provide you with some introductions to my esteemed colleagues on the line who are Talia and George. And from there, um, we're going to get into the actual Q&A's. Once we've gotten through the Q&As, we're going to be sharing some great information about uh, various different programs and offers that you may decide to take advantage of. So on that note, I'd like to introduce Talia, if you'd like to go ahead and share some information about yourself. Thank you, Dan. I am Talia Wardar. I am uh, one of the co-founder, one of the founders of the Flow Coaching Institute and the CEO right now. And I'm a master certified coach with um, so many years of coaching experience in the industry. I transitioned to coaching from a corporate executive marketing career 15 years ago. And uh, since then, I've been coaching uh, individuals and organizations, and I've been working with individuals and teams and groups of people. Uh, coaching is a passion for me, and I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you, Talia. Appreciate that. George, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. So Talia and I have got pretty much the same background. Um, I came from corporate IT. I spent about 35 years in corporate information technology and changed career to um, project management, specializing in change. Um yeah, I've been doing it now for about 15 years. Sorry, I've been doing coaching now for about 15 years. I also work mostly in the executive market as well as um, working with teams. And um, I've got a few individual clients as well. Um, and people say, what got me into to coaching? Well, it was a couple of things. A, I was retrenched from my IT position. And secondly, um, I just kind of moved from IT solutions to people solutions. And I am an ICA PCC registered coach, and I'm also in faculty at Flow, and I also teach with another organization here in South Africa. Thank you very much. And I understand it's wintertime in South Africa right now. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And uh, I will be your moderator for today's uh, session. Here's a little bit about me. I've spent the past 30 years working in the corporate environments uh, within learning and development and human resources. I, too, am a credentialed and certified coach. In fact, I am a graduate of Flow Coaching Institute's um, uh, entire program modules one through to six, which you're going to learn about today. And uh, I also carry the designation of a Flow Certified Professional professional coach. We have a question that was sent in from Angeline. And so Talia, I'd like to ask you, what is the suggested learning path? In other words, the order of qualifications in order for someone to become a coach? There is International Coach Federation. Um, and for the people who don't know about the International Coach Federation, uh, it is the supreme body that is regulating the uh, professional standards, competencies and ethics and uh, also code of conduct of um, coaching in the world. 
uh, like those of you who are familiar with American Psychology Association, International Coach Federation um, has a similar role. And um, it is a well-known uh, body internationally, but uh, mostly um, in North America and parts of Europe and in Asia, it's and then South Africa, maybe George knows better yeah. than me, you know, um, a very well known body. So what International Coach Federation does, um, they set um, the standards and the criteria of becoming a professional coach. And they also identified some um a few, I would say, a few certification tracks um, to become um, a certified coach. And those are, those include training hours, certified uh, training hours, mentorship and supervision, and oral assessment and written assessment. So these are the, you know, um, this is a path. Uh, to become a certified coach. To me, like, you know, the first step is really, and, and should be really skill development. You know, one should invest in, um, leading effective coaching conversations and how to lead effective coaching conversations and through certain competencies, such as like learning to listen effectively. Learning to ask uh, thought-provoking questions, learning uh, to evoke awareness, learning to manage progress and then growth. So um, these are like you know what we teach also because we are an accredited you know coaching institution uh, through ICF. What we teach is these competencies and demonstration of those competencies because this is. More than anything else is a relationship business. And uh, it's really about creating impact and delivering effective conversations with your clients. So that is the first thing I would suggest to do, like skill development and then getting certified, of course. That's wonderful. Thank you. And, and, and you speak very, um, correctly when it comes to it's a relationship building. It's, it, it's a, it's the, the interaction with our clients is based on trust and confidentiality. So being able to learn all of the skills and the competencies associated with that really do make a difference and, and really lead to having a profitable business. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Um, George, one of the questions that was also sent in is, what is the difference between uh, training paths considered to be an ACSTH program and that of an ACTP program? Okay, now that the the best information you get there is actually by looking on the ICF website. But the difference in training paths is one path will give you the minimum hours you need to apply for ICF accreditation. And the other one will take you, it's a deeper dive into training and it gives you much more training hours. It gives you your mentor coaching hours and takes you right up to the certification process. So, but the, as I said, if you look on the IC International Coaching Federation's website, that gives you a full description of the differences in those two paths. Great. Thanks. And Talia, which one would you recommend for someone who's considering, you know, becoming a certified and credentialed coach? Um, mm -hmm. which program would you suggest they take? To me, it really depends on the, you know, um, 
the commitment uh, that you would like to make and how ready you are to invest in the all-inclusive program. So the ACTP program stands for Accurate Coach Training Program. Uh, that's the, you know, acronym. And it means that uh, an ACTP certification, these are both certification types. And ACTP certification is an all-inclusive uh, certification track with 125 um, hours of uh, accredited, you know, training and uh, 10 uh, hours of mentoring. Uh, and uh, oral assessment as well. So, um, and I see I've called it as all inclusive because of all of the components of certification is included in the ACTP. And for uh, amongst the flow programs, module one to six is an ACTP certification. And ACSTH is an acronym that stands for accurate, uh, accurate coach specific training hours. And uh, ACSTH is a shorter, it represents a shorter uh, accurate training hours. Um, so it can be 60 hours. And the minimum requirement, by the way, to become an ICF certified coach for training hours is 60. So if a program is an ACSTH, you know, certified program, that means that they provide 60 hours of training. If a program is an ACTP certification type, that means that they provide minimum of 125 hours of training. And as George suggested, there is also um, more information available on the ICS website, as well as on flowcoachinginstitute.com, you know, on our website. And you can always reach out to us at info at flowcoachinginstitute.com to book an individual consulting session to learn more about these certification types. I know in the beginning, it's a bit overwhelming. There's so many like acronyms, like, like different certification types. So we are here to help you. If you have further questions, uh, you can book a consulting session with one of our advisors. Thank you, Talia. In fact, you know, if I can speak just a little bit about my experience at first when I was doing research, looking into the various different um, institutes and schools, understanding all the acronyms can truly make it confusing and cumbersome and not understanding. Uh, and, and perhaps now, you know, the fact that I'm moderating on behalf of Flow Coaching Institute, everyone who's listening to this, I can honestly tell you, all it takes is just a phone call or an email. And uh, don't be surprised if Talia answers the phone and she speaks with you or perhaps even George, um, really, that they'll put you at ease and answer your questions. And I think we had had several conversations before I started my training program, because I wanted to really ensure that I was going to get the best uh, possible solution for what I was looking for. So thank you for that. Lila had a question about, do we need 10 sessions of mentoring to become ICF coaches? That's a great question. So let me just maybe clarify what is certification and what is credentialing. I know that, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, only becoming an ACC, PCC or MCC means like getting certified. When you finish minimum 60 uh, hours of ICF accredited training program, 
after you receive your certificate with those R's, that means that you are an ICF certified coach because ICF honors the investment that you make in yourself and in your coaching skills. And same with the, you know, all-inclusive program. When you have received your ACTP certificate, that means that you have invested in your ICF coaching skills and you become an ICF certified coach. However, there is also ICF also identified, think of it as like continuing education. ICF also identified three credential steps. ACC means like associate certified coach, then is an ACC coach. PCC means professional certified coach. George is a PCC coach. MCC means master certified coach. I am a master certified coach. Those are three credentials. So what do you do? You, you, to, to become an ACC coach, you have to finish minimum of 60 hours of um, ICF accredited coach training program. And yes, on top of it, you have to complete 10 hours of mentoring. However, if you complete all-inclusive ACTP coach certification program, mentoring is already included in that program because it's as you know, it's the most comprehensive all-in-one, you know, uh, certification type. Men- as mentoring is already included in the ACTP program, um, module one to six among flow programs, uh, you don't have to uh, just complete additional mentoring hours because it's already included in the program. And that takes you uh, completion of ACTP modules one to six takes you to both ACC and PCC all the way up to PCC. Um, not or like ACC and PCC. You can comp- acquire your ACC and then when you're ready, you can acquire, apply for your PCC with the same certificate. Yeah, I think just one of the one of the important things to mention there, Talia, is if you are applying for ACC, PCC, MCC with an ICF, as well as the training, there's a certain amount of hours you have to complete of coach training. So for ACC, I believe it's 100. For PCC, yes. it's 500. And for MCC, it's something like 2,000 or something. Is it 2,500? 2,500, yeah. 2,500 yeah, so hours. A lot of hours to, to get to that level. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, ACC, when you have ACC, that's a good standard uh, in the industry. Sure. It, it shows that you are committed. It shows that, you know, uh, you are a practicing coach. It shows that you have clients and you have experience. So it's it's a good standard. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for answering that question. And Sandy asks, moving more towards building the business, what is the best way to seek out clients when you're first starting out with your coaching business? When I first started out, I um, joined, I was living in Vancouver and I joined the local ICF chapter in Vancouver. I must admit, I asked a lot of people how they got their clients and they weren't very forthcoming. 
But it's interesting, you know, as you start going to more of these chapter events, you bump into other people and you get to sit and hear stories about how they found their clients. And then there was also a thing called Meetup, which had different groups. And if you looked on there, there were certain groups that there was coaching groups, there were whatever. So it was really about just putting yourself out there and talking to people, you know, telling them that you are a coach and this is what you do. And it's amazing how you can start networking with friends, relatives, maybe using some of your LinkedIn contacts as well. But it's all about networking, 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 and really just putting yourself out there and being very clear about what it is you offer. Talia, do you have anything to add? Of course, always. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Yeah, um, I totally agree with you. And a few things maybe I would like to add. So um, I can share what I did and what worked, you know, um, like you did. What I did um, when I transitioned to coaching, uh, I transitioned from my corporate career to therapy and then from therapy to coaching. And I prepared an email uh, to share with my network because you know, uh, as an ex-corporate veteran, let's say, uh, I was very familiar with like emails and, you know, uh, written communication. And, uh, and I said like, you know, I was a student coach and I uh, could offer like three pro bono, uh, coaching sessions. And I uh, shared uh, some background about who I was and, you know, what I was and, you know, what I was doing and my experience, etc. And and I offered three pro bono sessions. And I said, if you like my coaching service, at the end of the third session, we can discuss if you would like to continue um, or not. And I re- sent out um, to my previous clients uh, from uh, my previous career to my colleagues, like everybody that I knew. And then um, I would maybe, maybe I don't remember, but, you know, I, I'm sure that I sent out at least like 200 people or so. And out of that, I got like 12 um, pro bono clients. And out of 12 pro bono clients, I got nine paying clients. And this was only like maybe I was a student coach for about like four months or so. And um, then, you know, um, I told my friends and um, started to coach them. And they referred me their husbands or like, you know, their friends. So I ended up having like, you know, good amount of uh, clients. That's, you know, that's really useful. And I just want to share one thing about um, how we support our student coaches and um, coaches. Um, those of you who are already in the flow coaching, you know, in one of the flow coaching programs, uh, maybe you already know that uh, we have affiliations and partnerships uh, with universities, colleges, and, and nonprofit organizations uh, like Shulik Business School, like Niagara College, like WSTEM Toronto, 
uh, like Toronto, uh, City of Toronto or Dixon Hall, we have uh, developed uh, coaching programs and mentorship programs so that our uh, student coaches after completing module five can uh, participate as as a professional coach in those programs and gain coaching experience. That gives a good boost to our uh, students uh, to start, like, you know, because we sponsor them. That's what we do. And that really gives them the confidence to claim that they are a professional coach. So that's what we do to support our uh, students and, and our alumni. Excellent. Thank you. And and speaking of that, uh, I too have participated in those programs and they're wonderful programs that really help to get you out and meet other individuals. And word of mouth really does make a difference. Uh, from personal experience myself, having gone through the program, I started getting clients right off the bat because a little birdie had mentioned to me, you know, go out, network, send out an email to everybody you know. Um, and and uh, just to share with everyone uh, who is interested in building their business, um, I ended up getting well over 20 clients within the first year. Um, and all of this is essentially done, you know, when you're working full time, you're, you're trying to gain the hours and the practice so that you can demonstrate the competencies. Um, it was all done in evenings and weekends. So um, people are out there and, and they definitely need coaching and want coaching. So thank you for that. Lorena, along the same path, had a question about building a viable business. And specifically, she asks, she's curious about the process of building a coaching business um, and how to build a client list from scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Any thoughts? It's a process. I like the word process because it's really a process. So I did build a client list from scratch. It's not almost. I built it from scratch because um, before I was a coach, I was a corporate person. I didn't have any like, you know, experience in finding clients, like building clients. I already shared what I did. I sent out an email to my network and, but I didn't just send, Hey, can I coach you? I didn't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just think, give it a thought, like, you know, what would make you attractive to who you know and to your network? And then really craft an email, a nice email, offer at least three pro bono sessions. Don't offer like 12 pro bono sessions, offer like three and also state how long, like, you know, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, three 60 minutes pro bono sessions. Then explain the process. And at the end of three sessions, I would like to evaluate the, you know, uh, value of these sessions for you and for me. And then if you would like to continue, we can continue. No commitment is required. Just make it easy for them to taste. So in order uh, to do this, you should be willing in the beginning of this, you know, career to dedicate some time for introducing yourself to other people. Your current network doesn't know you as a coach. They know you maybe as a musician or as a doctor or as a professional, like, you know, a project manager or like, you know, corporate manager. So they, you are a different person for them. So it takes time 
for them to comprehend that now you are a professional coach. So just invest some time in introducing, reintroducing yourself to your network. That's one thing. And the other thing is um, dedicate some time to meet new people who uh, they don't, who don't know you, who doesn't know you and uh, introduce yourself and think about um, your strengths. Like, you know, what are you comfortable with? Like if you're an extrovert, I'm sure you will be comfortable um, with talking with people, maybe uh, delivering some speeches like, you know, or like live events like this. But if you're an introvert, uh, sending emails, uh, maybe one-to-one conversations will be more comfortable. So think about what are you comfortable with? And believe me, uh, you will not believe yourself in six months how much, how far you can go. Like, you know, it's really not that difficult. Believe me, it's all about focus, actions, um, and uh, resilience, and also motivation, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, most people going into coaching, you know, we go into it for a reason because we really do want to help and support people. And we're not naturally salespeople. And it's really daunting for some people to try to find clients. But I think we all know someone who's struggling. We all know someone who knows someone who's struggling. And I think given the environment we're in at the moment with COVID, there's a lot of people coming out of this, talking about the new normal and things like this. So there's lots of opportunities to actually coach people and, you know, support them about what the new normal might look like for them. And as you coach them, if they if, if if you do well and they say, well, this is a really great coach, it's amazing how they refer you to someone else, then that person refers you to someone else. And I was saying to Talia the other day, every client I have is a referral, every single one. And I think that's what Talia said. If you go out there and you demonstrate your passion and you actually um, really uh, work on your craft as it is, and work on supporting people, then the clients will come. That's my experience. And it took a while. It didn't happen overnight. But now, you know, I, I am. I have got lots of, quite a few clients. And to be honest, I'm actually turning work away at the moment because I just can't take on too much stuff. Yeah. But that's my experience. That's a good challenge to have, right, George? If you're if you're turning people away because you just don't have the time to be able to help them, unfortunately, you know. Well, it's it's not so much that it's, it's just some of the some of the projects people want me to take on. So it, I just realized just how much work it is, and um, I just have I only have a certain amount of capacity, and I don't want to lose being of value to the clients I do have. So all That's, good. Yeah. Wonderful. Makes sense. It's um, yeah. as part of all of this, you know, as as new coaches, as people are transitioning and switching to coaching, one of the concerns or fears or the anxieties that people feel is really ultimately, how do I get this? And you've shared some insights on approaches to network, start doing some pro bono coaching and really do a fantastic job where it can turn into a referral business for you. But ultimately, even in those situations, sometimes it can be difficult to get out there. And Talia, my understanding is flow coaching does offer some additional one-on-one support. 
um, and people can reach out and work directly with you um, and really purchase um, a packaged program, which is 10 self-paced one-on-one coaching sessions and they're coaching mentoring sessions. Mentoring sessions, yeah. They are mentoring sessions where um, you will partner with them and help them learn how to acquire clients, how to start and kick off their coaching practice and really build an effective strategy um, and together in, in that particular yeah. partnership. And you're, you're offering this for a limited time and it's at a, it's at a, at, at a major discounted rate currently selling at $1,990 Canadian. So those of you, you know, um, who are listening in internationally, maybe even cheaper with you with any of the conversion rates that are available. <laughs> right? Yes. Not if you live in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Um, what I noticed, like, you know, um, having worked with our students and, um, and mentored them and over the years, like for so many years, uh, sometimes um, they um, don't realize how much, you know, they have in terms of like, you know, um, the network or uh, resources. They just don't know, uh, don't realize how to use that, you know, potential for business development. And uh, so what I do, um, I evaluate with them their current situation uh including their network um their uh, personal experience their professional experience their um blocks in uh, acquiring clients their challenges their fears and then their aspirations and help them to create a strategy to overcome those blocks and um and also i follow up with them at each session and then we really identify tangible actions and we have so many success stories out of those you know individual sessions and one su- recent success story is one of our students who is a mentee to me she uh, said like she, her um, barrier was that like people would say like yeah I want to work with you and then they wouldn't show up or they wouldn't just, you know, answer her emails or phones even. So we developed a strategy um, three months ago and uh, and actions, of course. Now she has uh, nine individual clients and some of them are pro bono, but she has paying clients as well. She has a contract with an organization where she will coach 30 people um in teams and as individuals and she is negotiating for a second contract with another organization so this is a recent like you know uh success story that we had with one of our students so now she has a viable coaching career making a good amount of salary that pays off her bills (laughs) and and more you know that's a major win and a major uh, success story. I'm sure she's uh, very thankful for being able to partner with you and, and, and receive the mentoring that you provided her. Yeah, it's a win-win. Uh, I'm happy that she's succeeding because she is a student, you know, flow. I want our students to be successful. Um, and uh, yes, and she's grateful because she has clients. 
And uh, Rebecca does have a question. She asks, is that 100, 500, 2,500 hours of client work, actual coaching? Yes. Yes. And just important yes. to mention is that 25%, I believe, of the 100 and 500 can be pro bono. They don't all have to be paid. Um, and again, just check, you can check on the ICF website. They'll give you the most recent information as well. And, or you can give Flow a call and they can update you on that. But there is a percentage can be pro bono. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, then the rest of it's they're looking for paid with a certain amount of clients. I believe it's six or eight. I can't remember often. Eight, eight clients. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Eight clients. Um, the, the good news is that, you know, uh, when you participate in one of the coaching, um, projects that, you know, we have with our partner organizations like Niagara College or WSTEM Toronto, uh, those, uh, coaching hours that you have, uh, through those, uh, projects are considered as paid coaching hours because we sponsor those projects. So that's good news. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly they build up. You know, it sounds yeah. quite daunting getting a lot of hours. The 2,500 hours, yeah, but, you know, the 100 and yeah. 500 come very quickly. When I was doing PC, it was 750 and they brought it down to 500. So yeah, same. you can build up pretty quickly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Joyce has a question. Do pro bono coaching hours count towards ACC credentials or and or PCC credentials? Yes, they do. But it's a certain percentage. I believe it's 25 percent. Yeah. There is a certain percentage, in fact, um, due to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, ICF um, increased the amount of pro bono coaching hours. And I think they are in place until a certain set date. So the best way to really determine um, what that date is, is is really to take a look at the International Coaching Mm -hmm. Federation's Mm -hmm. website. And I also want to maybe say that, you know, those are like, you know, it's not like, you know, you will make 100 hours and then apply for ACC. And then after you become an ACC, you will make 500 hours and then it's it's cumulative. Maybe we should like, you know, uh, we should mention uh, that as well. It's a lifetime, you know, uh, thing. It really is. The other nice thing, the other nice way to build up hours that can count as paid hours is to find um, people who, like, I'll give you an example. I found a, a physiotherapist. I had frozen shoulder, and I worked with a physiotherapist, and we actually exchanged services. So I would get free physio, and I would give him free coaching, but we, we that was able to to put that into my paid coaching hours because... I would have paid for the physio anyway. So if you can find some great contacts and and work that way, um, it's 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 a fun way to get some hours as well. That's amazing, George. Thank you. And one other thing, uh, one other way is maybe Dan, um, you can help me here is we have a free um, Facebook coaching uh, group. Uh, called Flowers uh, Group. And uh, what our coaches do, they reach out to each other. They coach each other. They gain uh, experience, like they get uh, to be coached and they coach and they can uh, count those hours as well. Considered as paid hours because there's a, you know, bartering. Absolutely. That That, that is um, many new student coaches and 
certified and credentialed coaches do take advantage of reciprocal coaching, whether it be through the Flowers Facebook website, um, Facebook page, or even through ICF. And uh, just a little bit of insight, I continue to do so uh, as, a, as a relatively newly credentialed coach this year. I continue uh, and I think we all do at certain points in, uh, in our lives, hire a coach and work with a coach uh, on a regular and consistent basis. And it's a great way to get practice, to really hone in on specific competencies and receive feedback from other individuals within the coaching industry while you're building the required hours for credentialing purposes. There is. So Rebecca has another uh, another question. How long did it take you to go full time with your coaching? For me, um, I would say a year. Um, in a year, I was a full time coach um, with some modalities, including team coaching, individual coaching and some retreats as well. Then in my second or third, I think third year, I started to teach coaching as well because I love it so much. Uh, yeah, I love it. You can tell, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a life-changing experience, like coaching, professional coaching, not all coaching, but professional coaching. And our modality, I mean, our model, I would say, is a life-changing experience for me. Thank you. Yeah. George, what about you? For me, I kind of went into it a little bit more slowly because um, when I first, after I finished my training, I was also doing some projects. So I got a couple of project management gigs, but I did coaching in between those. And, and then I moved I moved back to South Africa and I started my coaching practice more or less full time. So it probably took me about three years but that was my own personal choice because at, at that time the projects I was getting paid a heck of a lot more than coaching did and um, so it was really just about getting into it fairly slowly but now um, I do coaching full well not full time but I do a bit of teaching and a bit of as Talia said I do a couple of workshops those kind of things but um, yeah I would say any money I make now does come from coaching and I absolutely mm. love it Caroline sent in a question, um, and the question is, how do you find where niche clients are in getting your first client looking forward? It depends if you know what your niche is. It took me a while because um, in the beginning, I think because Talia and I kind of started around the same time, and I think we started coaching anyone and everyone. And then you start to figure out what your niche is. Um, I work very, very well with in the corporate environment with mid-career professionals and with execs. Um, I didn't work so well with friends of mine who would send me their children who were a bit wayward and say, can you coach this person? And after a while, you get to know what your niche is. But once you know what your niche is, then you can actually start looking at, say, for example, you want to work with project managers, then you might want to you know, get involved with your local PMI chapter, your project management institute chapter. Or if your past experience has been in HR, then some of your HR people might know that kind of thing. So I think finding niche clients is you have to know what your niche is first and then find out what sort of professional organizations that are that cater for that niche or 
which particular market that niche is in and then start looking there. And as I said, once you get one or two, then the referrals start coming. Thank you. Talia, anything to add? Yeah, of course. Um, uh, I know from our students um, that, you know, um, and alumni that, you know, they really do well on social media. And um, for example, I just saw that one of uh, our recent, you know, uh, graduates uh, was uh, chosen as one of the best coaches in Toronto, you know. So, um, and he's really very active uh, in LinkedIn. And whereas um, Grace, for example, you know, um, she's also a graduate of Flow, is very active in Instagram. And uh, she used to coach uh, single moms and she was uh, finding her clients in Instagram. So um, social media also nowadays is very like, you know, uh, popular with certain niches. Um, and um, and I always say like, you know, in the beginning, especially, uh, I wouldn't worry about um, sticking to one niche. I would really focus on building um my um, clientele and investing in my skills and then really um, coaching everybody so that I would understand how to work with people like individuals like people uh, understanding human I would uh, expand my understanding of human nature like you know so I would really work on those areas and I really believe, as George said, like, you know, sometimes you find your niche and we get students that are very passionate about coaching certain types of niches. For example, we have like, you know, two students who are very, because of their personal experience, they decided to become grief coaches because that's, they have a personal story there and they use that personal story to reach out to others with empathy and compassion. And so that's, that's very unique. But sometimes if you don't know exactly what niche you want to coach, just, you know, um, coach many people as you can. And then I believe that sometimes your niche finds you that that's what happened with me. My niche I was about to say exactly the same thing. Yeah. And I think your yeah. niche finds you at the end. Yeah. And if you're open-minded and flexible and do some reflection, uh, like, you know, who am I attracting myself? Who is attracted to me more than the others? So then, you know, you get the answers. That's actually great. You know, it's really leaving the... It's important to remain open as you're going through the process. And you're also learning about yourself as you're becoming a coach. I mean, for example, I'd love to share. Um, uh, I like to call myself a leadership and executive coach. But in the beginning, what I started to find out is that I was attracting a lot of people that were really looking to build their confidence or they felt that um, they had an inner critic that was preventing them from doing certain things. And I found that a larger volume of clients were coming in from that area. So I was open to that. Now, it doesn't mean that once you even pick a niche that you have to stick to it, right? Can you, you know, can you, as you evolve and grow, can you make switches to your niche? I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. I was just thinking in the beginning, I coached, I coached anyone and everyone I could to get ours. And then eventually it's really bizarre how I drifted kind of back to the corporate world again. 
And it was purely by accident, but that's where I found that I did my best work and, you know, where where the, the clients were coming from. So I kind of drifted back there and it really does work for me, um, especially working with, as I said, um, junior managers, people looking to expand their careers and working with teams who are, you know, maybe a little bit dysfunctional. Uh, I think that's what I spent my corporate life doing, fixing dysfunctional teams. And it's amazing how I sort of got, got pulled back into that market. And now, you know, working with how do we motivate people? That's one of my areas that I'm really trying to expand on personally and figure out what actually motivates people. So that's that's what keeps me going. There's always something new. There's always something interesting to work with, um, which just keeps the energy alive. And working with Flow as well and working with students who come into a class and they're all changing careers. And it's amazing how in the beginning they're all similar, but by the time they leave the program, they're changed people. It really is amazing to work with those guys. I mean, I've worked with quite a few cohorts now and just seeing the change and the difference in those people and sending those people out into the world to support other people is just an amazing experience. So if any of you do get the opportunity to teach or, or go into becoming a TA or something, I really um, would encourage you to do that. And you meet some amazing people along the way. That's true. Thank you, George. Appreciate that. Talia, was there anything that you wanted to add? Um, um, not specifically, uh, just maybe, maybe one, um, thing that, you know, um, I think there are two types of coaches. That's like, you know, my observation, um, having worked with, uh, colleagues and, you know, students and myself and my husband is a professional certified coach as well. So I think, uh, it really depends on what you enjoy. Um, so there is, in my opinion, uh, like transactional coaching, and then there's transformational coaching. And transactional coaching is more like, you know, people come to you with specific goals, like something like, I want to promote, or like, I want to move um, in my career, or I um, need to achieve this and this. And then you uh, make a contract with them for like six sessions, like 12 sessions with like, you know, uh, very specific goals. And then uh, you help them to achieve those goals. And my husband, for example, um, is very, you know, effective in doing that. Whereas like um, my coaching style is more transformational and people come to me without knowing what they want exactly. And um, either they are going through a midlife crisis or like, you know, um, they come to me like I lost my flow. And I don't know why. Or like, you know, um, I work with young people a lot and they're like, you know, I don't want to be anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm not interested in anything. So um, it's really about um, for me, like, you know, uh, helping them become aware of who they are. What strengths do they have? What uh, virtues do they have? What qualities do they have? And own the, that power and transform it into 
something meaningful so that flow comes back to their life. So that's, I call my coaching as like more transformational. And then there is transactional. Both are very useful and effective. So when you are thinking about your niche, how would you identify, uh, how would you like to identify your impact? Like, do you want to have people with specific goals or challenges, or do you want to really start, um, with the unknown and, and craft and shape? And uh, so that's also, I mean, that's something that I observed personally. Uh, it's not written anywhere, uh, but that's, I think, a useful information for new coaches or students or people who are considering to transition to coaching. Thank you for sharing, Talia. That's uh, very insightful. And it, it, I just want to be able to call out, you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Grace, uh, Grace Kim, uh, who is a graduate from the Flow Coaching Institute as well. Uh, and I'd like to spend just a couple of minutes talking about the Coaches Rise Mastermind program that is offered by Flow Coaching Institute and is facilitated by Grace. Um, many of you on the phone are probably, or on the computers are, are really looking to build your business as, as professional coaches. And it can be a little bit scary at first, and you may not know which direction, how to actually build your business, but Flow Coaching Institute does provide ongoing support and training through the Coaches Rise Mastermind program. This program, if I recall correctly, is a 12-week program, 12-13 week program that is offered every in two-hour, two-hour modules, where you work with Grace, who has built a business out of an Instagram account um, where she essentially uh was coaching um uh, uh, single moms. Thank you. I was thinking individual, individual moms, single moms. Uh, and for, uh, the current, for the current time, you can enroll in this particular program at $790 Canadian. The regular price is $990. Um, to share, I am a, a student of the Coaches Rise Mastermind program. I was interested in learning more about it. And I can tell you it was great value, especially if you're looking to learn more about how to find your niche how to brand your business, how to brand your coaching practice, um, and how to actually even get clients. Uh, this will definitely help you out. Uh, you'll get to partner with existing coaches, credentialed, those that are student coaches, um, and it will help you propel your business forward. We have another question, and the question really comes from Rebecca. And Rebecca asked about how do you determine price as a coach it's always a good one what i find is i actually when i was i was in queen i wrote to icf and asked them and nobody came back to me so what i found was the local chapters the local icf chapters that's more where your sort of local coaches come and pricing is is different everywhere it's different in different countries it's different in different regions and in different areas, you know, executive coaches, corporate coaches, they charge more than life coaches. And it really is just about asking around. Um, the other way you can do it is find your own coach. You find out what they charge and ask, you know, your buddies um, with Flow. When you join a Flow class, you, you're probably in there with at least at least 15 other people. Um, and you can get to ask them as well. And you've got this cohort coaches and 
I think uh, Flow is probably a pretty good uh, resource for pricing in Canada and the US. Yeah. But otherwise, just basically ask around and um, you can do a bit of research yourself of local coaches in your area and see what they charge. But the one thing I would advise people is do not undersell yourself. Don't go out there and say, I'll coach you for $20 an hour because people don't see value in spending $20 an hour. They can get their car washed for that. You know, so it's just be careful of or be aware that um, price yourself for what you feel you're actually worth. And if you don't feel you're worth that, then speak to another coach at the same level and see what they are charging. Because I made the big mistake of going out in the beginning and charging like, I think it was $25 an hour. And the kind of clients I got were people that were just kind of curious and just kind of interested, but they weren't really interested in doing the work. When I started charging $150 an hour, boy, did I get a different level of clients. And it really worked well. And, you know, it's it's all relative. So the, the one piece of advice I would give you is do your research, but do not undersell yourself either. Yes, um, I'm sure Dan also has uh, some information to share. But before, um, a few strategies to determine your pricing. Do you want to charge um, per session is a question. Do you want to charge a package of like six, 10, 12 sessions or hours? Do you want to um, have like group sessions and um, like six people together, or do you want to work with individuals? And those are all like questions um, that you should be asking yourself. And I would say I wouldn't stress about it very much. And I would maybe just, you know, experiment with a few uh, of those modalities and then see what works best and then uh, stick to it and then improve it. And um, in the coaching industry, depending on different markets, um, I'm very familiar with a North American market in some uh, of the European countries like Germany, uh, for example, um, Turkey um, in um, Eurasia and uh and also corporate, you know, uh, coaching fees. Uh, I'm very familiar with uh, those. So I would say as a student coach, you're good to charge for about $50 um, because you are in a program. And then when you finish, just, you know, see like offer um, higher um, amount of fees and then see if people are interested. Even if you get one client, that means that what you are doing uh, is interesting for people. So focusing on success, one thing at a time is a good strategy. And, and, um, on top of what George shared, I would say like research, uh, type of coaching modality, like individuals, package, hours, sessions, upfront or installments, all of those things, uh, need to be discussed. And we discussed those, by the way, in module six in the ACTP program, in our all-inclusive advanced coaching certification program. 
Yes, I'd love to actually just to talk about the, uh, the the various training programs that are being offered by Flow Coaching Institute, just respecting everybody's time. We're coming up right onto the hour. So I, I did want to share with everyone, for those of you that are looking to become certified coaches and, and begin switching to coaching right now, Flow Coaching is offering, the Flow Coaching Institute is offering a current crisis compassion discount and it is ending on August 31st. Uh, there are three uh, programs that you can opt into. The first one is the Core Foundations uh, modules one to five, and it is currently being sold at $1,690 Canadian instead of $1990. So that is a significant discount. Along with that, you can also choose if you would prefer to focus in on a business coaching stream, uh, you can definitely opt into that one. And it is also being sold um, at a promotional rate at $1,690 Canadian. Lastly, if you're looking for the all-encompassing comprehensive program, which is the ACTP track, uh, it includes modules one to six. Uh, the total cost for that is, um, I've not seen anything like this before, but it's uh, $2,000 off the regular price at $4,990 Canadian. If you do have questions regarding any of these particular programs, please do reach out to the Flow Coaching Institute. The website is flowcoachinginstitute.com. Um, go ahead, click contact, and someone will definitely be speaking with you. And who knows, you may be speaking with Talia, with George, or even myself. Um, on that note, I really do want to take an opportunity to thank all of you for joining our LinkedIn live session today. Um, to my esteemed and seasoned colleagues, thank you for participating. It was great to see you once again. Um, before I hand it off, any final words? George, yeah, uh, Talia? Yeah, I just want to say um, there might be questions that we haven't been able to answer because of the time restriction. So there will be a follow-up session for those. We will, you know, uh, let you know. Um, I just want to say that. And it's always an honor to be with you, George and Dan, and my, and my colleagues, and also be with everybody in the call. Even though I don't see you, I know you're there. <laughs> and I hope uh, we are able to help you because coaching really is such a fulfilling career. It's the best thing I did in my life. Uh, I can second that. It's amazing. I only got into it a bit later in life, but I wish I'd found it earlier, but it is what it is. I'm here now and I'm loving it. So it's, yeah, if that's if something you're interested in and it's calling you, then you owe it to yourself to explore further. Wonderful. Well, thank you to everyone on the call today. Thank you for joining. We hope you found this of great value and look forward to seeing you at Flow Coaching Institute. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Stay safe. Thank you for listening. Subscribe now to find your flow.